I'm, I'm, uh, we're carrying on the theme this morning of um, the prayers of Paul. And uh, we've been looking, uh, a few of us have been looking at uh, what Paul, uh, in, in, his, uh, in his letters, wrote about in terms of praying. So he, he obviously wrote a lot of, uh, of things in, uh, in his letters. But sometimes he says, I pray that. And, uh, and so we're looking at what was the things that Paul, was on Paul's heart to pray for. What did it really, uh, what was stirring him that he might pray uh, on behalf of, of the churches and, and, and on, from himself as well. And so that's what we're looking at. Uh, and this is another one of those prayers. Um, now, um, I'm just going to read it out. So it's from uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 uh, and verses 11 and 12, which says there, uh, With this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and that by his power he may bring to fruition every desire of goodness and your every deed prompted by faith. We pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so this is a, this is a prayer uh, that, that Paul prayed. And it's going to take a little bit of unpacking, so please bear with me. But I want to start with this, that, that um, the, over the years, um, great theologians have got together to work out um, some deep truths about us and about God. Mm. And, uh, and they wrote these things down. Now, I don't, I don't know this all. Uh, when I was a, a, a child, we used to have to learn um, what they called the catechism. Now, I, I, I wasn't very good at doing this. But I did learn the first one. And the catechism is, is the summary of what these learned people um, uh, and these theologians came up with, which was um, about the purpose of us being here. Uh, and that summary was this. The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And I think that is, that, you know, that's all I needed to learn, really. There's loads of others, but I, you know, that was to me, and I've thought about that many times. And actually, I think that's a wonderful um, summary of, of what we're doing here, of why we're here. Our chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Amen. And there's a lot in that, and, you know, and, and all the preaching we do sort of unpicks it. Um, but the two go together. Now, this prayer that we're going to look at actually sort of summarises that. There is a, a bit that we are, do and, and we have a responsibility of how we glorify God. And then there is, at the end of the letter, there's a, a whole thing about how we are taken up in that glory. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit. But, uh, uh, but this letter, really, just, just uh, this, this prayer of Paul is saying, I want you to fulfil that calling. Now, he didn't put it in the way that, that, that I put it, but that's, that's what his heart was. I want you to fulfill that calling on your life. I want you to, to enter in what God has put you on this earth to do, to enjoy God and to glorify him. And, and so Paul's, that's the essence of what Paul is praying. So let's have a, have a little more delve into it. So it says right at the start there, with this in mind. Now, as soon as you say that, you think, well, okay, so... He's obviously talking about something that's just happened before, what he's wrote about before. And uh, so we just want to briefly look back at the, uh, at the start of the chapter. I'll get my Bible in the right place. Uh, 
Now, what he's referring back to is that he's talking to the Thessalonian Christians about the fact that they are under pressure. They're facing trials and persecutions. And they are not, not struggling in that, but, uh, but there's, a, there's a lot of pressure, a lot of trials, a lot of persecution going on. And he says to them, keep going. Keep going with what you're doing. Because one day, Jesus is going to come back. He's going to deal with those who are against you. He's going to deal with all those evil men who are having a go at you. And you are going to be taken up in, with Christ in glory. You're going to enjoy him forever, effectively. And he says this. Um, so in verse 7 he says, When the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire and his powerful angels... Those who have persecuted the church and refused to come to Christ will be punished. And those who have received Christ and are counted worthy of the kingdom of God will be with Christ forever. And so he's, he's helping them. And in, and, and in verse 10 he says this, On the day he comes to be glorified in his people. And I love that phrase because it's us and Jesus being caught up together. It's not simply that he is going to be glorified. He will be, but we're going to be part of that. We're going to be taken up with him and share in his glory. Asking, I said, I just can't, I can't get my head around that. We are sharing in the glory of Christ. He's not going to take it to himself. He just says, I, I want you to, to experience what I am, you know, and, and you're going to be part of that. And you're going to enjoy it with me. Uh, you know, so he's not going to say, well, you've done your bit. Look, look, at, look at me. He's, he's, all, all Jesus wants is to us to be close to him all the time. Uh, and in every part, he wants us to share in his sufferings. He talks about that. But he also wants to share in his glory. Uh, and so it goes in every part of, of the way Jesus is with us. And so the, he, Paul is encouraging the Christians, saying, it's okay. This is difficult, but it's all going to be dealt with. And with this in mind, keep going. Keep going. Don't give up. And so this is, this is what he was now, the other thing that is, needs a bit of uh, understanding is when we come to the prayer itself, it can seem a little tricky because it says there, with this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may count you worthy of his calling. Now, we have to understand this phrase a bit carefully. What does that mean, to be counted worthy of his calling. Now, to understand this, we just need to go back again a little bit to what he says at the start. In, uh, in verse, two, uh, verse 3 of 2 Thessalonians, chapter 1, it says this, We ought always to thank God for you, brothers, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love every one of you has for each other is increasing. Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about you. We boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials that you are enduring. All this is evidence that God's judgment is right. And as a result, you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God. So right at the start of the letter, he says, actually, what I'm looking for in the churches, and Paul starts most letters like this, what I'm looking for, what, are, what is the evidence of you are truly saved, is this. Your faith and your love. He's not looking at the size of the church. He doesn't say, ah, because you've reached 150, you are counted worthy of God. Or because, uh, because you've seen 
20 miracles. That's, that's the mark. That is, that is the mark. Well, once you get past that, you're okay. He's not saying that. He's not, he's not interested in outwardless. He's, he's interested in, is there faith? Amen. Is there faith in this people? Is there love? And the other thing he often talks about is hope. He's not looking for outward, if you like, uh, you know, numerical things or, or any particular type of church. He just looks and says, even if you're one or two, if you've got faith, if I can see, if I know there's faith, I know you're saved. If I can see love, if I can see love coming out of, of you, the way you treat one another, the way you act towards one another, and for those outside the church, if, if I see that, I know that the gospel has taken root. And I know that you are worthy of the gospel and you will be counted as one of, uh, of my disciples and you're going to be with me forever. And so there's no doubt about that. But he's looking, that's what he's looking for. And, uh, and so when, he's, when he, saw, he sees this in the Thessalonians, he says, wow, that's wonderful. I see this. In the midst of your persecution, I see your faith and I see your love. And I see that in the midst of, of your trials, you're not giving up and throwing in the town. You're not just saying, oh, this is rubbish. You're, you're persevering. And that is wonderful because Paul is saying, wow, great. They're truly saved. They are going to be, you know, that, and that's what he wants. He just wants to know there is a genuine salvation amongst the people that he's spoken to. And then he can encourage them. And so that's, that's what he saw. And so he says, I'm boasting about you. I've seen your faith. I've seen what you're doing despite all this. And I'll tell all the other churches, look what they're doing. And he's, he's all, yeah, Paul boasts quite a lot, but that's fine. <clears throat> but then he says this in his prayer. So just to go back to that. We constantly pray for you that our God may count you worthy of his calling. So you think, well, what? we just said they are. So what, what, is, what, what is he saying here? Well, the important thing is in uh, the phrase that he uses. And uh, let me just find my notes. I've written this down. Um, he's used the phrase, make you worthy of the calling. So what does that mean? Make you worthy of the calling. Well, my understanding of this is quite simply that we can start well and we can, we can have true faith and we are saved and yet we can then start tailing off as Christians because of persecutions, because of stuff, because of all things that happen against us, because of disappointment, because of all sorts of things that might come against us. And so Paul is not now praying that you will be saved. He is praying that you, your life will reflect the reality of your salvation. That you will be made to be seen and understood to be a child of God. Not, be, not, by, not because you aren't, but because actually we can live in a way, even if we're saved, that doesn't please God. In fact, um, Paul talks about this in the book of Corinthians. He, he talks about a person who had a, a wonderful foundation laid, and then he says, well, that person has to decide how he builds. He can build with gold and precious stones and silver. He can build with wonderful things. Or he can build with wood, hay or stubble. Amen. Uh, and it will be tested by fire, he says. And, and, 
and, and the works will be tested and some will be burnt up. He will be saved because he responded to the gospel, but only as one escaping through the flames. And so Paul is, is mindful that it's possible for Christians, genuine Christians, to, to, to have, a, have a faith and a love, and then it sort of just stagnates or, or, or peters out, and that can be for all sorts of reasons. And Paul isn't being harsh here. He's not criticising them. He's just saying he's just very aware of what can happen. He's very aware that trials and persecutions and situations and, and all things around us can cause us to withdraw and, sta- and take, take a step back from that faith and love that we once uh, demonstrated and showed. And so Paul is praying, I don't want that to happen to you. I'm aware it can happen. I- I'm, I'm going to pray that God will continue that work in you so that you will continue to work out your salvation in fear and temperance. So that's, that is my understanding of, of the meaning of that. Uh, but then he goes on to say, and that he will, uh, his power will fulfil every good purpose of yours and every act prompted by your faith. <clears throat> so Paul is saying, if this is going to happen, right, if, if you're going to be made worthy of the calling, then actually it's this faith and this love that need to be in action. Now, what I love about this, uh, this, um, this prayer is that Paul mixes very clearly this thing of what is our responsibility and what is God's. And that is so important for us because what Paul is not saying is you just need to work really hard. You need to work and work and work and then hopefully something will happen. <coughs> Paul is very much, and he says this all through his letters, you mustn't do this. This is not about doing stuff in your own strength. It's not about your works. Now, we have a responsibility to act and to do stuff, but it needs to be on the basis of, and Paul talks about it here, the power of God, Holy Spirit, and faith. Those two must are essential ingredients to that, and that's what it, it says in this, by his power... He may fulfill every desire of goodness and every work prompted by your faith. Hallelujah. Not works just for the sake of it, not works that just seem a good idea, but works that are really embedded in, I've got faith, I'm believing, I'm going to go for this because I believe God has called me to do it, and I've got faith to see amazing things happen, and it's going to be in God's power because I can't do it in my own strength, I can't do this but I'm believing in the power of God. And so Paul is praying, this is what, this is what needs to happen. This is, this is what needs to be seen in your life in the midst of this. Don't, don't hold back. And I think one of the things that, that I, I'm, I feel that, that, that we've been through a time as a church of, of, you know, of being sort of pared back necessarily because of the pandemic and we've been, I've been hemmed in a little bit and, and we've been encouraged during that time just to re- get really close to God. And, and, that, that's not going to stop, by the way. You know, that is, that is the, the, you know, the number one. Our relationship with Jesus is uh, paramount, and we're never going to move on from there. We're never going to say, <clears throat> all right, pandemic's over. We don't need a relationship with Jesus anymore. We just need to go for it. That's never going to happen. <laughs> uh, we need to keep that, and we need to develop and keep growing in that. But maybe now is the time where 
the things that God puts in our hearts are time for us to nurture them and see them come to fruition, or at least to start. And, and, and Paul is saying here, um, every des- desire for goodness, or every good purpose that's in your heart. Now, this is something, I believe, that God puts in each and every child of God. There are good purposes, good desires, desires for goodness that he places within us. And Paul is praying, I want those to be fulfilled. I want those to come out. I want those to to grow and and to to, to come to fruition, to be fulfilled. And, And the key here is the desires that Jesus puts in us. You see, it all starts with him. I can have what, 10 good ideas. What I need to look for is the one that Jesus has placed in my heart that is burning. Because that's the one I can have faith for. The two go together, you see. If, if, if I, you know, if I, you know, I think, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll, 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 I'll you know, I'll start a, a movement where we, we go out on the street every, every Saturday and we, and we uh, you know, climb up the streets and then we pray for the sick. It's a really good thing to do. Don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not trying to, to, to little that, but if that isn't what God wants me to do right now, I could do that and I'll just wear myself out. And I could, I could try, you know, I could go and shake a few of you and say, you've got to come with me, you've got to come with me, and a few of you might just think, you know, take pity on me and, and they'll come out with me and, and, you know, but it just won't, it just won't fly. Just because it's a good idea. Amen. We need to believe and each, every single person here, I believe, as a child of God, has these good purposes that God has placed within them. And it's those that we focus on. It's those that we seek. And now, I've seen it. I've seen people run with that good purpose. It's wonderful because you suddenly start seeing, when that good purpose is mixed with faith, suddenly good, amazing fruit starts happening. Stuff that we could never do on our own. And that's, what, and that's what Paul is encouraging. That's what he's saying. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to pray for. That's what I want, I want, to, I want to encourage you in. And so, and so it's, it's, it's good that we actually spend time with God. What is, what is on our hearts? What has God put in here? And, um, and do you know what? I was thinking about this and I was praying about it. I'm thinking, and I was thinking on big things. You know, um, planting a church or setting up an orphanage or, you know, or, or bigger things, and I thought actually God said to me, "I'm not. This isn't. This isn't size. It's not. It's, you know, it could be tomorrow. My good purpose is to go and bless someone in the supermarket. That is that is a work, Amen. an act prompted by faith and a good desire, mm. believing that actually I can go. Do you know what? And I've, I know people have done this, and it's been a tremendous blessing." You know, they go, they're at the checkout and they thought, do you know what, I'm just going to pay for this person's stuff behind me, just a blessing. That is a good purpose that comes in an act of faith, a bit of sacrifice and a blessing. So it could be, it, could, it, it can be on the small, it can be on the big. And, and God has placed them in us. And it might be something at work, it might be something um, uh, with your neighbour, it might be something... Um, you know, and, and, you, and you actually, what, what often happens with these good purposes, they get put there, and, and then you think, oh, I'd like to do this, but I've got no idea. Mm-hmm. And really, can I possibly, do you know what, that's the best place to be. Mm-hmm. Because when we, when we have a good idea and think, I know, I, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, and when we can work it all out, mm-hmm. 
the place for faith sort of diminishes. And it's not saying we don't have a plan and stuff like that, but actually to have a good purpose that we immediately think, oh, I never managed that. That's a good place to be. Because that's when you, it, that good purpose is mixed with faith. And then you say, do you know what? It, I can't do this, but by your power, Jesus, mm. I trust you. I believe you put this in me. I'm going to go for it. Mm. And that's where we see the greatest breakthrough. That's where we see amazing things happen. Mm. As we mix this good purpose with faith. And so, and so that's what uh, Paul is praying for. That each of us, uh, each of, the, of his hearers are being stirred in what God has put in their hearts and being stirred in faith and not, not holding back thinking, do you know what, it's too difficult, I'm just going to sit back, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to, you know, just not, not try anything, not do anything, not, not, you know, I'm just going to stagnate. Mm. And Paul said, oh, no, I don't want you to stagnate, I don't want you to stop, I want you to move on. Mm. And so that's his prayer. That was his prayer for us. Just, just thinking um, about my own experience of this, and um, and there, you know, there's there's a few, but one of the things that um, I do uh, is is speak up the front. Um, uh, you may think, why does he bother? Anyway, that's that's not the point. <laughs> but I can remember when when I was when I uh, when I was first asked to speak. Uh, to be honest, wasn't wasn't really on my radar, and there's something within me stirred. And I thought, this, this, I didn't think at the time, I didn't really think along these lines, but there was clearly something there. And I felt absolutely terrified, and I thought, I, I can't do that. And yet there was something within me that, that said, this, this is a good thing to do. And, uh, and, so, and so, you know, I, I sort of prayed about it, and I thought, do you know what, I'm, I'm going to just do this. I think it's going to be rubbish, because I can't speak. But do you know what, I believe this is something that God's put in me, so I'm just going to go for it. And actually, when I prepare, I'm going to believe that what I say is going to have some impact. Mm. I'm going to believe that. I, you know, my own, I can't, I can't do this. I, you know, I wasn't particularly, I, I, I didn't feel I could speak very well and all that sort of stuff. And, and so I just, I, you know, I, so I just uh, said, okay, God, I'm, I'm going to do this and I'm going to believe something. Mm. I'm going to believe that actually what I say is going to have some sort of impact. And I have tried, and I know Jamie does it, and, and Rochelle, and whoever speaks, always to live like that. That I'm gonna, I'm gonna, but gonna say something, and I'm gonna believe that actually it's gonna have an impact. Not because, not because I'm any eloquent or because I'm good, because I'm trusting in the power of the Holy Spirit that that will take something I say and apply it to hearts. And and so and so whenever I, I come and do this, that's that's what I you know it, I, I'm not I'm not asking for uh, you know, um, you know, brilliant. You know, whatever. Don't, don't, don't come to me with lots of confidence. I'm not asking for that. I'm just saying that's for me. How one of the ways in which I try to work this out in, in my own life, and uh, and for you, there's all sorts of different ways that you uh, that God will put on your heart and and mix it with faith, and then and then go out and 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 touch the lives of people. And I think one of the things that that we uh, what, what Paul was encouraging was that it doesn't matter. He's not interested in the size of this thing. There are some tremendous callings on people's lives. Hudson Taylor was called to go to uh, China and, and to be a missionary to China. And, um, 
you know, that was a, a really tough call. And yet, the, the churches in China, the millions and millions of Christians in China look back to Hudson Taylor. Even though when he was there, he saw very, very little. This was a huge call on his life, which he spent many, many years working out. And, and it, was, it was a good purpose. And that's great. And, I, you know, and there are people here who have large callings on them. I've got no doubt about that. They're doing things that, that are, are really out there and doing amazing things, seeing you know, all the stuff that we were hearing about. People, you know, to, to see people healed, set free, raised from the dead, takes faith. Trusting God, and, and, but us to step out. And, and that's, that's, what, that's what that was all about. It, you know, we, you know, it is God's work, it's God's power, but actually, these people were raised from the dead because somebody got up and prayed for them. And, and it was that good purpose that God placed in their hearts. And it's something that we, they couldn't do. And so, and so there might be some big things, but there might be just some little things that God is calling you, that's placed on your heart. And what Paul is saying, actually, is that they're all... They're all great. They're all really good. Whether it's a small thing that you can do tomorrow, uh, you know, because God's placed something in your heart at your workplace or, 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 or the bus stop or on the bus or wherever it is. Or whether it's something, a big call that takes many years to, to come to fruition. They all result in, uh, in a development of your, uh, you know, life in God. And, and just to sort of close then, it's just to look at that last verse. It says there, oh, can I find it? I'll find it in here. We pray this, that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, when we do that, whether it's a big or a small thing, God is glorified. Jesus is glorified. He looks down and thinks, that's amazing. That's my son. That's my daughter responding to what I put in their heart, mixing it with faith. And, uh, and that's wonderful. He loves that. And he loves it not for the result, because we can do that and we can come back and we think nothing's happened. Amen. You know, I, I, I paid for, for this person's shopping and they said, oh, oh, thanks. And then we didn't have a conversation about Jesus. We didn't do anything and, and they just left and that was it and I think well what was the point of that the point of that was that, that you have responded <laughs> to a prompting in your heart you mixed it with faith and God is glorified Amen. Amen. he's glorified Jesus is glorified and, and that's, that's what matters now who knows what is going on we don't know we, we don't know the picture so often we don't know the end from the beginning so much of, of people's lives and when you hear testimonies it's individuals having a little input here and there have brought them to Amen. salvation. And there's one person Amen. at the end of the, 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 the line who sees the joy. But there's been so many people feeding into that, responding to a little prompting by God. And, and, and it's all part of the process. And, and in heaven, we will see that. And we're going to just enjoy that and think, oh, wow, what I did there I thought was rubbish and yet someone has come to Christ. Or something was uh, unlocked or changed. In, in, in the situation. And so, and so we, we don't know necessarily here. Um, sometimes we do, often we don't. But we do know, the Bible says clearly, God is glorified when we act in this way. And it is, and it talks about um, in you. So the, uh, the Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him. So again, we're mixed up with that. There is a real satisfaction when we've done that to know we've done what God has called us to do. We've 
We've, we're caught up in the glory of God when we step out in faith and, and when we step out in the good purposes that he's placed on our hearts. Just to close with, um, there's a little moment I had uh, a few days ago. Um, it's a bit, bit of a twee thing, so please bear with me, but it, it spoke to me. I often go for a little walk around our area where we live, uh, just at lunchtime, just to pray. And, and I was praying about this, this preach in particular. And I asked God, I said, I said, you know, I really would like to just have something prophetic. Uh, for me, really. Um, now, whenever I pray that, God often just leads me to something. Um, it, it, you know, just speaks to me by something I see around me. And so I just, I, I, I looked a bit odd, I have to say. Because once I prayed that, I start then walking in odd ways. Uh, so if you watch me, I, I, I found a little path that went behind and I went up there. I wonder if God's going to speak to me up here. And I, I got to, oh, it was a bit of a dead end, so I walked back. And, and I just, and if, so, if someone had been watching me and I stopped and looked up at a tree, and they would have thought, wait, this, this man, this man needs. Anyway. Uh, and, and I thought, I, and sat, I went on for a little while. Anyway, I stopped by this tree and, and I was, uh, I sort of, sort of, my mind had moved on a bit. And I, I started to listen to this, uh, this, this bird in the tree, I looked up uh, and I could see it and it was singing to its heart's content and, uh, and I just listened to it for ages it was beautiful um, I don't know what bird it was I'm, I'm not an ornithologist anyway, I don't know, don't know what it was uh, and it was just glorious and, and I, could feel, I felt my heart lift and I walked away from that and I just said, Lord, thank you thank you for, for what you've created thank you and then I thought, and suddenly it dawned on me, this is the fulfilment of that verse. See, what that bird was doing, it was doing simply what it had been put on this earth to do. It had a good purpose in its heart. He was just singing. I've no idea. He probably had no idea I was there. If he did, he was oblivious. He didn't wait till I turned up and thought, ah, no, someone's there. I'm going <laughs> to sing. I'm going to entertain this, this person. No, he was just singing. Before I got there, he was no doubt singing when I left. He was just doing what he was put on this earth to do. And as, it, as he did it, my heart was lifted. And glory went to God because I just thanked God for it. I wasn't even thinking about the, what I'd asked for prophetically. I just went away thinking, God, that's wonderful. Thank you for your creation. And suddenly it dawned on me. Do you know what? When we do what we're called, what we put on this earth to do, glory goes to God. It just goes to him. He just loves it. And we get caught up with that. I mean that, you know, and, and, and we get that fulfilment of knowing that we are part of what God is doing on this earth. And there is no greater purpose and a moment of joy than being part of a purpose that God has called us to. Amen. And so I, just, my, my, I want my prayer and our prayer to be for each of us that we hear Amen. and sense what the good purposes God has put in your heart. And then did you mix that with faith and that you walk in it whether it's a big thing or a little thing. And what I want to encourage you is every single person here has those good purposes in them. And get close to God. Ask them, what are they? What are they? And let them be mixed with faith. Don't try and work it all out. Don't think, oh, I can't possibly do that. Uh, I'm not going to try. No, no, no. Don't, don't. It's, it's in his power, by the Holy Spirit. He will fulfill. That's the Bible. He will fulfill those good purposes. So we trust him. We trust him. So I'm just going to pray for us. Yeah. Heavenly Father, I, I thank you.
that, Lord, you have called each one of us, Lord, into your kingdom. Lord, if we know you, Jesus, then we're part of your kingdom. You have saved us. Lord, you've placed in us your Holy Spirit. And, Lord, you have caused that faith and that love and that hope to, to, to come and rise within us. But, Lord, I pray now for each and every one of us, Lord, that has wonderful good purposes that you have placed inside us. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will, in your mercy and in your power, you would fulfill them, whether they be a, a seemingly small thing that they're going to do tomorrow or in the next day, or something larger that you've placed, some amazing call that you've placed that, that they've no idea how to do, and yet, Lord, they, they, there's faith. I pray, Lord, let that faith arise for that good purpose. And I pray, God, that you would help us step out into that. Whatever the next step is, whatever the next way of, of seeing that happen, whether it's simply sharing it with another person, whether it's simply praying it more into it, or whether it's actually doing something and acting in that faith, or whatever it is, I pray you would birth that and you would stir it and you would cause it to come to fruition in your time and by your power. Lord, I pray, God, stir our hearts. Let us see what you've called us to. Let us see the good purposes that you have for us. And Lord, let us, let us step out in them in these days, God, that you may be glorified. Lord, we want your glory, your glory to go to you. But Lord, thank you that you take us up in that glory. Lord, we are taken up in your glory. We share it. You share it with us. Lord, we don't deserve it, but you share it with us. You want us to take part in it. And thank you, Jesus, that when we, when we step out like this, Lord, we share in your glory. And that's amazing. Lord, we just bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.